Hey, Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she is a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug, usually always talking about Disney, but not today. What? No, we're going to go to Universal Studios today, Doug. Are we allowed to travel up the interstate to uh, Universal, Derek? Was it I-4? I mean, there's so much construction, it might take a while. I know. Well, the Uber ride's going to cost more than just around property, Derek. I don't know if I can But a lot it. of people think that Harry Potter's already a part of Disney anyway. We get that they question do. at least Where, once a month. Is this the Harry Potter castle right in the middle of Magic Kingdom? No, that's Cinderella's castle. That looks nothing like Harry Potter, but let's ask anyway while you're standing It's called Hogwarts, Doug. See, you're already not qualified enough to uh, be a part of this episode. So you're saying you're going to bring in somebody more qualified than me, Derek? Of course we're going to bring in someone more qualified than you. Today we welcome a very magical guest. No, not Disney, of course. Harry Potter. We are going to bring on the very famous Mrs. Dr. Lupo. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Hello. How are you guys doing? Good, except I've already been replaced. I'll just... uh... We'll scoot get a, over. No. Yeah. yeah, I'll scoot over, let you guys talk Harry Potter. I've been, but I don't know what I'm talking about at all. So we're we're thrilled to have you on. Uh, why don't you tell our rope droppers a little bit about yourself? Uh, well, online I go by Mrs. Dr. Lupo, but my name is Sam. I am a huge, huge Harry Potter buff. Uh, it's just encompasses so much of my life, and it's weird to think that a little set of books can turn into something so much bigger for one person but Wait, books 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 <gasps> oh, there are movies no, I'm <laughs> I, I know i knew that i knew that okay good so harry potter is uh is a lot of my life and it, it's created me into the person i am today as an almost a 33 year old woman uh and i am not ashamed at all but outside of my harry potter love i am a photographer I am a mama and a wife. Uh, I also stream on Twitch, which is an online streaming service uh, where people mainly play video games, but I also edit my photography on there as well. Um, I do Lego building. I do art streams once a month. We do cooking streams. Uh, I play games like The Sims and Fortnite and Stardew Valley. And that is a huge part of my life as well. And then outside of that, because the list can't be long enough, apparently, I also manage my husband's stream as well. He goes by Dr. Lupo, and he has a large streamer on Twitch, mainly with Fortnite and other Battle Royale games. So I do all the business side of stuff for him there so he can stream more. You lost yeah, so... Doug at Twitch. I know. <laughs> I, so I actually watched you build some Legos on Twitch, where Alden then tells me, 
Dad, you are too old for Twitch. And I feel like that's probably not true, is it? It is not true. There is a man on Twitch that goes by Grandpa Gaming, and he is in a retirement center, and he just plays Battle Royales all day long, and he is one of the greatest people in the whole entire world. So you are definitely not too old for Twitch. Excellent. Goals. These are goals. Anyway... Harry Potter, what our listeners can't see right now is just behind you, Sam, is a wall full of every Harry Potter thing, I, books, I see castles, I see figures, those pop figures. You are definitely a fan. I am a huge fan, and it like literally is half of my office here. I have all of the current Harry Potter Lego sets. I have a ton of Funko Pops. Um and I have a ton of wands, but I am very particular about my collections. So I don't have every single Funko Pop. I just have my favorite of each character. And I don't have every wand. I just have the wands that mean something to me. Uh, but I do have a lot of things that people have actually made for me. So I have a couple owls that people uh, hand knit and hand crocheted for me and made as well. And I have a little trunk that somebody made for me as well, too, um, to send as a gift. And so those things, I think, mean the most to me um, just because... They, they put all that time and effort into them. On my stream, I, I'm a huge also fan of otters. Uh, so on my stream, we have a theme of uh, otter potters. And somebody made me a knitted or a, a felted knitted little otter dressed up as Harry Potter. And it's just, it's just so nice. I love it so much. <laughs> so how excited were you when they announced that Harry Potter, not coming to Disney, was actually going to go to Universal Studios? I'm pretty sure I cried, like, to be honest, and not because I was excited, but because I thought I was never, ever going to be able to make it there. And it took me years to finally be able to make it there. And the first time I walked around the corner and saw everything, then I cried because I was just so happy. <laughs> and I take it you went to the Florida one first? We did. Yes, we went to the one in Orlando first. And and then just this a uh, couple months ago, actually, I finally made it out to the Hollywood one. So the, when you first stepped in as that big a fan, what was your impression of the land? It It's so immersive. Like everything. There's so many. I, I did a lot of research beforehand. <laughs> I so always think you went for the spoilers. I did because you know what? I didn't want to go home and I actually missed a few things, but I didn't want to go home and have someone see, say, did you see this? And maybe like, oh man, because for me, uh, going to Universal at that time, uh, which was what, maybe two or three years ago is when I went for the first time. It wasn't a thing in my life that I knew I'd be able to go back often. So I wanted to treat it as it was a once in a lifetime thing. I needed to soak up everything I possibly could. So yeah, I went for the spoilers because I wanted to be able to walk through and be like, look at this, look at that, keep my eye out for this. And going back a second time, even though it was to the, to the Hollywood one, uh, there's a moment when you're walking up to Hogwarts and if you're going to go on that ride, they, spoiler alert, tell you welcome home if you have any kind of Harry Potter gear on. And it, it literally makes me tear up just thinking about it and when it happens it just it feels like home 100 percent, it feels like home yeah we definitely did see people cry and i know uh i know my wife listening she is a huge harry potter fan and it's very emotional they did such a great job it's hard to explain how well in the detail and the craftsmanship that went into it definitely gave disney a run for their money 
as somebody that just binge watched the movies before I went the first time, I could tell it was done really, really well. And uh, yeah, I had my daughter pointing out more things to me because she reads. I guess is the, the books thing are that phenomenal, do. dog. You should do you it. You can sometime. read them. They're so I, good. They're good. My, I, at least do the audiobooks. Good. To be honest, I am oh. listening to the audiobooks for my the first time. My wife listens to the audiobooks once a month, so it's always on somewhere in our house. <laughs> I kid you not. Uh, I, I, use, oh, it's how I she goes to sleep at night. Thus, I sleep okay. in a different room now. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't read anymore. As like, I'm physically able to read, guys, but <laughs> I can't just sit and read. I fall asleep right away, and so I was like, well, kids, well, parenting. Yeah, audiobooks it is, and so I will listen to them. I, as much as I can. See, that is me in Star Wars. I do the Star Wars audiobooks. So I'll just sit back and continue to listen after I ask the next question. It's like, let's talk about the attractions. All right. That's that's what people go for, right? They're not just going for theming. You got to have something to draw them in. Uh, we'll start with the original located in Hogsmeade. Did I say that right? Hogsmeade. Hogsmeade. I, I think I did that wrong <laughs> on purpose. All right. And it's the Forbidden Journey. What are our thoughts on the Forbidden Journey? I've I've done it once. I'm surprised you down. made it. I barely. It was touch and go. I almost protein spilled, but I got through it, and then I was useless the rest of the day. So carry on. I am not a roller coaster person in the slightest. Like I, when I was younger, I was able to. We used to have airplanes when I was little, and I was used to be able to fly airplanes and not have a stomach ache at all and do all the crazy things. And going on that ride. I, I had a stomach ache and I was oh. <laughs> down for, for the count as well. But uh, it, no matter how many times I went through it, I was still shocked and surprised each time that I would go through because I would forget. I'd be like, what's coming up next? And I love the rides where they incorporate all of your senses. Um, so whether it's uh, with, with heat or cooling or light or um, blowing air across your skin, anything like that, like that ride incorporated all of those senses for me. And I, and basically you're, you're flying around everywhere. Um, and I felt like I was flying with, with the movements and following Harry and Ron throughout the whole entire thing. I felt like I was with them and swooping around things and you get that, that motion going. So I think it was done super well for it. Yeah, they use a brand new piece of technology where it's kind of like a roller coaster on an arm. And so it can spin in different axes. And I believe Universal is the only one with the rights to it. Um, it was the same that was some of all thrills. If you did that at Epcot, it was the same sort of technology. So they locked down the company on certain things after that. So that's why we haven't seen it proliferate very far. But it is in some other things now. But not many get. It's pretty. We'll see more it's, in the pretty it's hard to even explain, but it's pretty amazing. My one problem I had with that attraction is it went from screen to live action a few too many times. Where Doug, I can definitely see where your motion and uh, feel a little off afterwards. Yeah. So definitely. I was struggling, and then all of a sudden, not only am I struggling just with the motion of it, because um, like Derek likes to tell everybody, it's just in my head. It's in your head. But, I mean, whatever and then all of a sudden like giant spiders jump out at me and so if you've listened to our halloween horror night show you know i also don't handle scary stuff well so then it was like i have to be scared while trying not to get sick thanks universal you and i are two peas in a pod (laughs) you went on the ride more than once yes (laughs) 
I, I was like, all right, have fun, guys. I'm going to sit on this thing. <laughs> I experienced it once. I'm good. <laughs> Check, please. So, okay, that's not the only ride there, is it, Derek? What, what's the other rides? Flight of the Hippogriff. This one okay. I actually I skipped uh, when I went to uh, the, the Orlando one. I skipped it because I heard it wasn't very good. And the line was super long, and it was a hot day in the middle of the summer. And I was like, whatever. Like, I'm just going to skip it. And I went on it when we went to Hollywood. And it was I, – I didn't know anything about it. So my sister-in-law and I are on the ride, and we're like, oh, this is cool. It's pretty much just trying to go as fast as you can. And there's no, like, crazy dips or loops or anything. You're just spinning around in circles, basically, as fast as you can on this track. And then all of a sudden you sneeze and it's over with. And we were like, wait, that was the whole entire thing. And so we went on uh, again and we actually timed it. And it takes 26 seconds, I think, for the whole entire ride from when you start to when you pull back. In. It's it's like the Barnstormer at Disney. It's, 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 it's very much more of a kiddie attraction kiddie that's yeah. got Haggard's Hut in it and the Flying Weasley car. So it's got some good decals if you're in, yeah, if but it's... you're not going too fast to look at them. Yeah, no, we spent more time walking back up the line to go again, looking at everything, like Hagrid's Hut, and um, and you see Buckbeak there as well, and you see the, the Ford Anglier. Um, and so we, we spent more time looking at that and taking pictures of that, and then we did our 22nd little ride again and we actually uh we recorded ourselves because we were like is this really <laughs> how quick it's over with um but you're right it is more of a kid one and and to be honest for a lot of kids i wouldn't have them go on the other ones just because they i mean they are a little intense uh especially um the forbidden journey one and so um i definitely think that it was nice for them to be able to make something for the younger kids, that's still fun. I mean, it was fun. Don't get me wrong. But I, like I said, I sneezed and it was over with. Um, so I really wish it would have been a little longer. Yeah, so it, no was a, it was a redo of one of the uh, beastly, not kingdom, but their area. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was already there. That was already there. All they did was yeah. put a hippogriff on it and a couple things. Just reskin it. Yep. It was. Yeah. Yes, I was it was. Because I actually had I been on the... it. I'd been on it before, too. The Dueling Dragons was a, a redo, too. What what did they call that? It's gone. It's getting yeah. replaced. Dragon what, Challenge. Dragon Challenge, yeah. yeah. I went on Dueling Dragons when it was Dueling Dragons. That's a roller coaster where you hang below the track. Yeah, that was not good. That was but fun. that's gone. That's, that's, in the, that's in the past. One of the other attractions that is located here is the Hogwarts Express, all right? And this gets you from one park to the other in the Harry Potter section, so... It's genius by Universal because you have to have that two parks, one day thing to even do it, right? So what were your thoughts on the Hogwarts Express at Universal Orlando? I feel like I was crying the whole entire day because, again, going into King's Cross Station, uh, one of the the best things is if you ask anybody working there uh, about Hogwarts, they'll look at you like you're crazy because they have no clue what's going on. and coming around the corner, standing in line and seeing the front of the Hogwarts Express and all the steam coming out. And it's just like goosebumps all up and down my arms. Um, and something 
one thing that I didn't know about but learned when I got home and I'm sad that I didn't realize is that the story is different depending yep. on um, which direction you're going. Even with your spoiler checking. That was the, that was there was one other thing that I I didn't see or didn't know about and I now I can't think of what it is but that was the one thing that I was so disappointed the next day somebody was like, "Yeah, which which direction did you like the storyline better?" And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so we went from Diagon Alley to Hogsmeade uh, was the direction we went. And I believe that's the one with the Dementors. That was, uh, that was the better story. Okay. So yeah, at least I'll... I got the better story of the two. Uh, but as soon as I found out, I was like, huh, what? Because <laughs> again, I was treating it like I was never going to be able to go back again. Uh but it was it was a lot of fun. And uh, there was a couple of other people in the train car that we were with, too. And they were really big fans. And so it was fun. We were totally playing it up the whole entire time. Uh, and it was fun to be stuck with people that were at the same level of excitement as my husband and I were when we went. Um, I don't know how excited I'd be if it was just another family that was just sitting there on their phones and yeah. like just waiting to go to the next spot because they're tired. No, this these guys were like, oh my gosh, where are your wands? What do we have to do? <laughs> like <laughs> We were playing along with the whole thing. But I think it's cool because uh, you could just be like on a shuttle or, or like on a little scafari type thing going from one park to another but they make again the whole entire thing immersive they make it part of the experience like you have to do this is how they how they make it happen is they don't want you to ever leave the world until you're ready to leave the world um which i really appreciated i really appreciate that it wasn't just like all right now i have to leave harry potter world and go to walk through transformers next and then all of a sudden i'm gonna see something else and then i get back to harry potter world and now i have to reset my brain to get back into this uh into this life uh so i like that they give you the option that you you don't have to leave the immersion if you don't want to that is a really good point and yes i'll apologize for after a three-day trip to universal and there's times you literally use the hogwarts express to hop from park to park <laughs> and you're not into it when you're uh, on day three and you just sure. want to get back over because you want to get to transformers or something so <laughs> I'll try to be more magical. Like, uh, I'm a muggle. I'm, I mean, I'm definitely a muggle. There's nothing magical about me. I, I don't know. So I then mean, the next time, if you're a muggle, you need to you need to totally own your muggleness. You like, need to why own your muggleness. Person, and like, you need to look at them like they're crazy then if they're okay. really into it. Because you're like, what the F is going on? <laughs> you give me a role to play, you're yes. in trouble. Because I've, I mean. That's the whole I thing about it. Harry Potter World is that you have to play the role. Yep. I think every now yeah, and then just walk through it. Samantha wonders why her mother's not a dentist. So she can be more like Hermione. <laughs> like 50% of the way there. Yes. But, yeah, Speaking I, of Hermione, the only part on the train I didn't like is that they didn't get their voices and the person who they picked for uh, Hermione was so far off. Especially Emma when Watson. they got their voices for other parts of the yeah, park. Okay. So you noticed park. it as well. Good. I'm yes, not the only crazy yeah. person. And you're like, wait a second. <laughs> I, I either want all or nothing. Yes, like I, want I agree. All of the original characters, or just show up with brand new people, and I will learn to accept it eventually, kind of thing. But don't play with my emotions. So now we're over in Diagon Alley, where we can find another amazing attraction, and that's the Escape from Gringotts. Did I say that one right? You did. Did I get it? Yeah. Good. I'm, I did something. <laughs> Mispronunciation is my thing. So overall thoughts on the escape 
waiting in line for that, obviously outside sucked because you're standing outside. But as soon as you get inside, and same with uh with the other ride with the um Forbidden Journey, it it's it's like a an attraction in itself just to get to the ride to get in there. Um uh, and I'm sure lots of other rides do that as well. But walking through the escape from Green Gots and when you get into the lobby of Green Gots, again, probably cried. Like it it just gave me chills because it was so meticulously done and it was exactly like the movie and it was exactly what I always imagined when reading the books and they have the same um the same characters that are in the movie actually working behind the desks and you can be like, huh, I've seen that guy before and I've seen that one before. And, uh, and it, it made the wait. granted we did the escape from green gods right away when we got into the park, uh, which was uh, a tip from your wife, Doug was to go to that one right away. So, so we like, we were there when the gates opened and we ran to that one, uh, to skip the line from it. And, so waiting in line, it didn't feel like we were really waiting that long because I was spending so much time looking at everything. And there's at some points we let people go ahead of us because we weren't done looking at stuff because there was so much to take in, especially with like any kind of moving pictures. Uh, they have all these little nooks where um, cast members would have to like walk in and walk out if they need to for some reason. But all of those were decorated in a way that I wanted to stop and I wanted to see all of the book spines and I wanted to look at all of uh, all of the money that they had there and stuff like that. And so um, I think they did an amazing job with making your weight as painless as possible. Um, and there was even a time where the ride where they uh, something happened with the ride, because, you know, there's always you're standing in line for any yeah, ride. at least once in the day. They're going to be like the ride's broken. <laughs> Protein spill is what it's called. That's uh -huh. <laughs> So uh, there was even a moment for about 10 minutes where they the line wasn't moving and they had told us that it was because um, they were checking something on on one of them. Um, but again, it was it I felt like it was all senses that uh, was was incorporated with the ride. So you you had like heat and cooling and you had the air and you just again felt super immersive with everything so i think that that one was actually my favorite um favorite ride and i'm kind of sad that it's not in the hollywood one uh so i'm looking forward to going back this summer and being able to to do that i think that's gonna be the first thing i do is go do that one again and that one i did only ride once uh because we were trying to get through everything before the crowd came through um so i am definitely gonna go back and do that one more than one time did uh, you have the same motion sickness issue on that one compared to Forbidden Journey? Yeah, I'm a pansy, so yes. <laughs> okay. It's still a lot of screens. It's a coaster, but still. Oh, yeah. I do a little better on on the Escape from Gringotts. I, uh, I've done that one more than once. That says a lot for me. <laughs> it's not as like, I feel like, um, I feel like the Forbidden Journey one, it's a little bit more jolty. If that makes sense. So mm -hmm. like I feel like they're they're flipping you from section to section a little bit more than the escape from Green Gods. But um I'm still I just grew to be a pansy with any kind of roller coaster. <laughs> so I just go and just know that I'm gonna have a stomach ache and take a little break afterwards before I go again. All right. Well Diagon Alley is the perfect place to take a break because it is immersive and you can probably spend your whole trip in there 
how crazy it's... it is. All where all the Jaws stuff used to be. That's where Diagon Alley is. Yeah, but it's kind of tricky to get back in there. Yeah. What do you can... think of that entrance into Diagon Alley? It took us a few minutes to find it. Uh, all of a sudden, we're so we're walking around, and they have like the night bus out front, mm-hmm. and they have the the phone booth, and you can type into in uh, into the ministry and stuff like that. And I'm walking around, and I'm like. I have no clue. There is, it's got, there's something missing. So we went into like the King's Cross area and we're like, okay, no, this isn't it. We walk back around. And then all of a sudden I start seeing people that are dressed similarly to me and I see them go around this wall. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) We go around the wall and then there's like another partial wall. And I'm like, okay. And then you finally get there. And it was, it was a little frustrating. Um, But if you think about it, it's supposed to be hidden. It's supposed to be difficult to find. Uh, so maybe that was just, I, I, I was a muggle at that moment and it needed mm. to, to reach down into my wizard powers and, There's and find it. There's been plenty of people who have complained over the years about how they missed Diagon Alley completely because they didn't know where to go. And I feel like, I don't, I don't even know what I would want them to do to fix that. Like, I don't necessarily no, want a sign that I, I says, like, it. go this way. Yeah. Maybe maybe there needs to be something hidden on the wall, like a symbol or something like that. Maybe. I don't know. But I kind of I enjoyed it once. I, I mean, yes, I was frustrated in the moment. But as soon as I got there, I was like, I worked hard for this. <laughs> and and when you finally get there after all, all of the effort of, of walking around. And again, you ask people in King's Cross Station and they look at you like you're crazy. And that yep. makes it even more frustrating. <laughs> Yeah, they don't um, know what you're talking about. Yeah, what? This is a Diagon Alley. No, and I was like, I legitimately need your help, please. <laughs> but they would not help me. Um, so kudos to them for sticking to their job. But I think uh, I, I I agree with you. I think it's it's fun. It's fun that it that it's hidden and that you. I mean, I would rather have to walk up and like tap on the bricks to get in for real, other than just walk around a half of a brick wall people figure it out if they really want to find it they're gonna find it i think it's pretty cool it's one of the neater things in theme park design mm-hmm. so there's more than attractions we've talked about the theming um let's let's talk about a big attraction in itself that's not really an attraction but it is it's wands mm-hmm. all the several, several different things going on with the wands you have to get your wand and then you can use your wand Tell us about the wizarding world of wands. No matter what anybody says, just suck it up and pay extra for the interactive wand. It's like, what, $10 more for a wand? And I guess for the interactive one than the non-interactive, I believe. It makes such a difference, especially if you're a big fan and especially for kids. Like seeing every single little kid figure out all of the, the spell spots that you can do around the park and their eyes light up and they get so excited and the cast members come and they help and stuff like that too. And it was just amazing. Um, I didn't do the whole go through the skit and have Ollivander help you pick your wand and stuff like that because I was afraid I wasn't going to, if I did get picked, because they do, generally do pick adults over kids um, more often than not, which I guess would have been in my favor, but I was afraid I wouldn't like the wand 
And then I'd be like, now what do I do with it? I don't like this one. <laughs> like, do I give it back? Do I just randomly go shove it back on the shelf somewhere <laughs> and go look? But it I... shows you. Exactly. It shows but you. I so much wanted it to be my own personal journey and not one that somebody else created for me. So if they handed me a wand and I didn't feel a connection with that wand, which I I feel like is more in line with the world is that yes, the wand chooses you, but you feel that connection to the wand. It's not just like, here's this wand because I chose it for you. Some random Ollivander playing guy. <laughs> um, so we didn't do that part helped with the line. Cause you don't yeah. have to stand oh, in a yeah. crazy long line. And we, so we just walked in and again, everything's super immersive floor to ceiling boxes of wands everywhere. I love that they have the character section, but then they have the non-character wands that aren't marked at all other than color of boxes, but the same wand could be in three different colors of boxes. So you just start grabbing boxes. If you want to, they have charts showing you uh, what the different wands were. So if there's a specific one you're looking for, but I decided to have the wand choose me in a different way where I just started grabbing boxes and opening and opening and opening. And I was probably through about five or six of them. And there was one that I was like, maybe, I guess, if like this could be the one. And I handed it to my husband. I'm like, hold on to this one. But I just wasn't feeling it. And, um, and like I said, probably about five or six of them. And I opened up the last one and I, my, I just started tearing up <laughs> because I was so upset that I wasn't finding anything that was connecting with me and my husband's just like okay well is there a character wand you want i was like i guess i can get like hermione's or luna's because they're really pretty and he's like no you're not happy he's like just keep going we we have all day i was like no i'm gonna do one more and if i don't like it i'll just go get a character wand it's not that big of a deal they're really pretty whatever whatever and i opened i just randomly grabbed this box and i opened it up and my heart skipped a beat and I pulled it out of the box and held it and it fit perfectly in my hand. And that's the, the exact experience that I wanted. Uh, and the best part is, is it has um, has a really ornate kind of knobby handle. Oh, she's getting it. Getting it. <laughs> so it does oh, have wow. a really ornate kind of knobby handle, almost like an old style chair leg. Um, or table leg, and then it has vines going all the way up it, um, or leaves going all the way up it. And I am a very in tune with nature type of person. Um, my wand is an ash wand. Once we got home, it clicked in my head that the tree that was in our backyard of our first home was an ash tree. So that totally lined up. Um, just the uh, the type of personality that goes along with having an Ashwan fit pretty in tune with my personality as well. And it just like, even every single time I pick it up and I hold it, I'm just fall in love with it every single time. So I'm super glad that I decided to do just one more (laughs) and not go with a character wand. Granted, I have a ton of character wands as well. Uh, But I, I waited to get those at a later date, but this one just, Everything about it feels good. And I did get the interactive one um, with the map and everything. And you go around to the little medallions. And the biggest tip that was given to me is pretend you're a little kid if you're an adult because they're it's made for little kids. So as an adult, we're standing a good three, four feet taller than most kids. Um, and Unless so, you're Eric and I. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. short. 
Word. All right, so two to three feet taller than yeah. most kids. Uh, and so I was I was getting frustrated because I couldn't I couldn't get them to work. And then a cast member came over and they're like, "Remember that this is made for little kids. Put your hand down a little lower." And then I hit every single one, and it was just the best. And it was a fun maze. Um, and like scavenger hunt to go through and we were checking them off and stuff like that. Make sure we hit every single one. It's cool that they're in both parks. Mm -hmm. So you get your wand and it's good. Both parks and Nocturne Alley. There's a whole bunch and it's kind of throughout the whole thing. Nocturne Alley was actually probably one of my favorites, like favorite areas, just because it was so dark, uh, and didn't you didn't see a lot of things as you're going through but then all of a sudden something would light up as you walk past it and it was almost kind of like a haunted house type feeling which i hate everything scary in the whole entire world uh but i really enjoyed that because i knew that there i mean the worst thing that could happen was that voldemort would jump out and then i would just use my wand on him and then make him disappear so um <laughs> uh, i really liked that part and in Usually most of the commercial Harry Potter stuff is focused on the light side of things. So it was nice to um, to see the dark arts mm-hmm. get a little bit of, of light shed on it. Just because not every single wizard is a good wizard and that is okay. <laughs> Backing up real quick, I just want to say the Ollivander show, we did do that and I loved it. So... It, it it yeah, it's definitely if our listeners are wondering, it is really cool. It's just I've like watched the first the videos movie. Of it. Yeah, yeah first I watched movie videos of it we, and like the lights coming on and stuff. And we had a uh, an adult who was standing right next to my wife get picked. I know my wife was really jealous. She picked a Molly Weasley uh wand because she's wand. mother of gingers. Yes. My two older kids are redheads, so there you go. But Makes... that's perfect that she found a like she found a reasoning for her to have that wand. I, I like that she has a connection with it. But now my Derek... third my third kid doesn't have red hair, so the wand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Derek, do you have a wand? I do not. I did not pick no. one out. I'm I'm a Jedi, so uh, I do like Harry Potter. I read the books, love the attractions, but nope, mm-hmm. I'm I'm more yeah. Star Wars than Harry Potter. I am more lightsaber than wand for sure. But uh, so with my kids, having three kids, an interactive wand, yeah, it's like a few bucks more. But with three kids, I'm going like, okay, well, we can't all do the interactive thing at the same time. So we got cheap, and uh, we bought one interactive wand and two non-interactive wands. And just for anybody wondering how that went the rest of the trip. Oh, yeah, that's not a good – that's a bad – it was Spend great. the money. That's... No, I mean, it was not a problem at all. No one fought over who got to use the interactive one. And I think the interactive one was technically Claire's. And so, uh, yeah, it that might was a have been fail. a mistake. I, and, of course, we've taken the interactive one back. So we've gotten our money's worth out of that one wand. It, you go to those parks, like, knowing that you're going to come home with a lot less money than you started with. Right. Usually, I, I no, I don't have that in my mind at all. Um, <laughs> Maybe it's just me. <laughs> no, I no. just spent. Uh, I saved money on flights only to book uh, a party instead. So no, yeah, um, our next Derek, trip. Your your savings in flights is questionable. Just like I, we saved money by flying into London instead of into Paris for our upcoming summer trip, and I don't, I don't think it's really saving us <laughs> now. It's uh, gotten more expensive. But anyway, we digress. On to other shopping. Did you do anything other than wand shopping? I mean, robes, hats, I scarves. wanted a robe so bad. 
And I tried one on and took it. Well, they're actually, they're also really expensive. Um, And it just didn't, I'm a very, in my regular life, very practical, minimalist type person. So when I pick out things that are just memorabilia or collectibles, um, I pick out things that I know are going to bring me joy if we're going <laughs> to do the whole Marie Kondo type thing. Um, and yeah, a robe would have brought me joy, but how often in my day-to-day life am I going to be able to wear a robe and it's just going to sit in a closet and get That's dusty? up to you. That's your I choice. Mean, right? I wear my wear Jedi robe to work randomly. So I, mean, I personally I, I didn't find a robe to be worth it, but man, are they gorgeous mm-hmm. and they're well-made. Um, I did get a scarf. Uh, that was the one thing that, like, other than a wand, I knew I wanted a scarf so badly. So, so I got a scarf. What house? What house? Yeah, though? we got a. Oh yes, that is very important. I am Gryffindor oh, through and through. We have a Gryffindor scarf. Yes. Yeah. So um, I have a Gryffindor scarf from the park. I have one from Cursed Child, and then I also have one um, from the Loot Crate Harry Potter boxes that came through. So I have three different varying shades depending on where they're from and what they're based off of. Uh, so I just kind of alternate. Cur- Cursed Child, that's a whole different topic. We will have that to is. talk more. Yes. No, no. Yes, please. Not, I, yep. <laughs> All right. Um, so but... Staying with the parks, other shopping. Did you go to the so, Weas- uh, the Weasley's? Uh, uh, Weasley's. Wi- Wizzy- we- yeah. <laughs> that tongue twister of a yes, name. The candy store. Uh, yes. Uh, well, I went to the joke shop. They have the joke or, shop. Oh, that's a fail. Oh, man. My wife's going to be mad there. at me for that. Yeah, don't so, edit that one. We out. bought candy there, though. The yes, joke they shop. Do yes. Candy. Well, and, and I believe, if I remember correctly, in uh, the uh, Orlando one, they they connect together. I believe those two shops connect you together. Get a pass, Derek. We'll okay. Give you a pass. Walk from one to to another. It's so been a couple I, of years. Yeah, there you go. I got a uh, a pygmy puff. And I didn't do the naming. Well, actually, I wasn't offered the the naming ceremony. And there were so many people in the store, and I just didn't want to be like, can you name my pygmy puff, please, and ring the bell? Uh, but I did get a pygmy puff from there. And as soon as I got home, my uh, my son stole it, and it took me a long time to finally get it back. Kids. <laughs> But I have a total of three pygmy puffs now that I've slowly accumulated. So I did get something from there. And then we went to Honey Dukes and I get a chocolate frog every single time that I go. And this last time, actually, I I got three chocolate frogs, (laughs) one for myself, one for my husband and one for my son. And then I get to keep all the collector's cards that come with it. (laughs) But we haven't opened them up yet. Um, And I got uh, Sherbet Lemons because those are Dumbledore's favorite candy. And they're basically like lemon drops, pretty much. Um, So whenever I would go and I would get candy or anything like that, I always made sure that it was something that was um, one one I couldn't get elsewhere. So like the Birdies Every Flavor Beans, you can find those at a lot of stores that carry Harry Potter stuff. So I wasn't going to get it at the park. But items that were very specific to the park, or very specific to the movie. Uh, those ones I did spend some money on. Let's see, what else did I get? I got a Hogwarts little mini train for my son. The second time I went, I got him a larger wooden one to play with because he's obsessed with trains. And I was like, I'm going to shove Harry Potter in your life somehow. <laughs> so Hogwarts Express it was. 
That's important. Now, you kind of mentioned some snacks and some food, so we're going to segue to my favorite topic, food. And so what food within the lands did you enjoy the most? Everything at Three Broomsticks is so good. Like, I would eat there every single day. Um, Let's see. I've had the fish and chips there. Um, I believe it's during the summer, which is a weird time to have stew. Uh, But during the summer, they have Guinness stew. And my husband got that, and I ate probably about half of it from him. I just kept, like, reaching over and getting taking a bite of it. It was so good. Uh, this last time I went, I got their half chicken and potatoes. And you think that going to, like, a theme park and stuff like that, sometimes the food's not the best. It's mm. kind of cheap food or whatever. And I feel like the amount of money that you spend for the food at the Three and Brood Six is worth it. Um, it's probably about maybe 20 ish dollars per person if you're going to do like a big full meal. And I think that's totally worth it because I, I'm, I'm understanding that theme parks have inflated prices, but going into a restaurant, I mean, well, going into a restaurant to get a half chicken and a salad and some potatoes, you could spend about $20 Mm -hmm. depending on the restaurant. So it just depends on the, the quality of the food, but I feel like all their food that I've ever had there. Uh, their shepherd's pie is really, really good. Of course, um, we will have to talk about butterbeer because all the... Yeah, that's really all I care about. Yeah, okay. Butterbeer. So, okay, I have to ask you then. I'm flipping the tables. What is your favorite way to have butterbeer? Well, the frozen. Thank you. (laughs) Derek, what... Okay, you're a frozen. Yep. The only But I also had... My wife drank the butterbeer. I drank the dragon's ale beer that they had and stuff like that. I didn't like the pumpkin juice either. I tried the pumpkin juice, and that was just a little too much for me. Um, But the butter beer, so I've had it regular, I've had it hot, and I've had it frozen. Um, And frozen, by far, has just been the best for me. Well, slushies are just great in general. There's nothing wrong with the slushie. I was there when it was like 40 degrees, and I still got the frozen butter beer, so that shows my dedication. I did that while they went on, like, Forbidden Journey. Okay. Another butter beer. Okay. So did, you, did you finish it though by yourself? Because it's so sweet. Oh, I, I mean, give me two. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I always but... have to share it with somebody because I can't. I I can't finish it. I have a major addiction to sugar and a sweet tooth, but I cannot finish one of those by myself. That's not going to be a problem for me, is it, Derek? Nope. Doug's got it. Don't look, Doug. Yep. The sweet stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> This last time I did get one of the souvenir mugs and there's a different souvenir mug for each different area that you can buy um, the butterbeer. So now I need to go and collect them all. And my husband's going to roll his eyes the next time we go. Now, I don't know if you want him to listen to this show. I think. No. Oh, he's accepted. he's accepted it. He oh, just okay. rolls his eyes and says, whatever makes you happy. And that's one of the only things in my life that he says that to. That means you need to start booking another universal trip. We have one this summer. <laughs> Very perfect. Well, yes. let's move on to that to the next one. Where are you going this summer? Because people might be debating California or Florida. Which one should I go to? I'm going back to Florida. And one, we're going to be there for something else for work. But uh, Florida, just it's double the size. So why would you not go to that one? Uh, with the one in California, you do only get Hogsmeade. What's cool in the California, though, one with Hogsmeade is that a lot of the storefronts are actually stores versus in the Orlando one, a lot of the storefronts in Hogsmeade um, are, are not. 
because most of the stuff is in Diagon Alley. So there are a few shops in the Orlando one um, in Hogsmeade, but majority of them are just decorative storefronts for you to look at versus go in. And that was something that I actually was kind of surprised. So we uh, we spent a lot of time in Diagon Alley, and then we only probably spent maybe a couple hours, which... I mean, that probably sounds like a long time, but for someone that wants to look at everything, we only spent maybe a couple hours in uh, Hogsmeade and I was like, okay, is this it? I feel like I need, I feel like I needed maybe three or four more shops just to spend time, even if it's the same stuff, just to spend time looking through. Um, so that was my only, only downfall, but I am excited. Did it bother you that Ollivander's was in Hogsmeade and not Diagon Alley? With, with uh, the one in California? No, the one in Our, Florida. Yes, in there both, we go. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it is, but in the books, it's in, it's uh, in uh, Diagon Alley. Diagon Alley. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And so, but didn't this, did the Orlando one open with Hogsmeade first and then yep. they added on Diagon Alley? Yes. Yeah. So, um, so just like the one in, in Hollywood, uh, basically. Nah, okay. I guess. They gotta sell wands. Yeah, they got. Yeah. Uh, no, I totally understand why. Just as I, like, point, this, I was wondering. I, like, I'm not being picky because I'm just wanting to soak up everything I possibly can. <laughs> All right. So, what tips would you give to a big Harry Potter fan making their first pilgrimage? Like, if you can give one big tip, what is it? Um, I actually have a lot of people ask me this because they they know that I I enjoy it so much. Um, if you're open to spoilers, do as much research ahead of time. So that way you know what to look for and you're and you're not like me with the train ride where I get home and I'm like, well, dang it, I can't just go back and ride just the train to experience that. So I always say you're not really spoiling anything because if you love the world so much, you've already read the books, you've already watched the movies, you already probably have seen things or heard things from other people. So do your research and seeing uh, where creature is hiding in the in the windows and um and things that you can say to the workers at Gringotts so that way they can interact with you. Like stuff like that, that you can go to the phone booth and type in magic and then you can uh, talk to people at the Ministry of Magic. Like stuff like that made it for me. I feel like if I didn't do that, then I, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much because I would have I would leave there with regret not being able to experience everything, especially for how much money you do pay to fly there, to stay there, get into the park, get all your souvenirs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. My second tip would probably be p- be picky about your wand. If, if your wand is really that important to you, don't just go in and buy Harry Potter's wand if that's not what you want. Spend your time doing that and picking it out. And then make sure you try the food as much as possible. Um, even if you're in a different part of the park and it's lunch, I highly recommend... I haven't ate anywhere else in the park, but I highly recommend hopping back over and having lunch at the Three Brood Six. Um, there's there's really nowhere else good in the park to eat lunch. I'm just well, there you go. So that. yeah, I definitely yes. definitely make sure. And then uh, the last thing, and the one thing that we didn't do because it started raining, is we didn't go back at night to see Hogwarts lit up. Uh, oh, so mm-hmm. I saw it from a distance as we were running back to our hotel room. Uh, so definitely stay through the, the rest of the night if you're capable of going back and, and seeing it. Um, that, was one other, that was the other thing that I that I regretted, which I'm excited because they're doing the Dark Arts event coming up. Ooh, yeah, that'll be a good one. Different projection yeah. show on there. Yes. So, and, and again, like I said, I love that the Dark Arts gets uh, 
gets a little spotlight every once in a while because that's part of the world. We can't just ignore it and pretend everything is hunky-dory in the magical world. So There you go. That's good tips. I was worried you were going to say read the books. So, I'm <laughs> Well, I'm just assuming if you're going there, you oh. already have a little bit of faith. Oh. <laughs> We've right. seen the All movies. Right. But, yeah, the, the one big tip with the train, it does take a park hopper, and we had people there who were upset because they – Oh, I can't take the train. No, you have to have the park hopper. Yep. Have to get the park to park ticket. Yep. It's going to have to have that. No way around That's it. That's the so. only way to take the Hogwarts Express back and forth. So they looking it, towards the future, there's an attraction coming online this summer. Uh, Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure opening June 13th. I'll ask you guys. Thoughts? Excitement? Just one. another... I, yeah, well, I think they're going for the HMCMA. We abbreviate everything in the theme park community. So okay. it's the HMCMA. I don't know. I how feel like they could have just said Hagrid's motorbike, motorbike Adventure, and I would have been totally happy with, with that. But Magical Creatures ties into probably the newer movies and yes. Synergy. Well, but it, they're not involving those because the big creature no. is the three-headed dog. I'm blanking on his yeah. name. Um, uh, fluffy. Fluffy. I, I There's a giant 20-foot fluffy interactive fluffy. Uh, robotic animatronic. There you go. In as a part of that. So, so I wonder cool. if since they're doing the magical creatures, like you said, it might be trying to appease the people that are from the Fantastic Beasts fandom world, um, because that's what everybody was kind of originally guessing, wasn't it? That they that they thought that they would do a Fantastic Beasts themed thing or a small area just to kind of pull in that that next generation, because a lot of people are starting out in the magical world with Fantastic Beasts. Um, yeah, but then so, Universal bought the Lockheed site, and so now they could open up a whole new chunk of Harry Potter or Fantastic Beasts. I bet yeah. you they do. They have. They're to. moving dirt, people. Yes, they're, they're moving, moving dirt. dirt as we speak. Building a whole nother theme park. So it would be financially stupid for them not to do a Fantastic Beasts park. <laughs> they they stick one little Fantastic Beasts part in that new park, along with their Nintendo and their classic monsters, and there's a good start for that fourth theme park because let's remember they count volcano bay as a theme park not mm -hmm. a water park yes so all right i think uh that's i think that does it i think we're ready for the lightning round the lightning round sam this is the lightning round this is your favorite harry potter whatever um normally we do disney but since this episode was all about harry potter that seemed really silly to ask you who your favorite disney character was right now <laughs> so um, it would be Simba, just throwing that out. Simba. Oh, good. okay. There we go. So, all right. <laughs> a bonus lightning round answer, folks. All right. And uh, we don't keep score however we may judge. All right. Okay. So favorite Harry Potter character? Luna Lovegood. All right. Do you need explanations why or I, just? I mean, you can go for it if you feel she's like just you quirky. Validate. She's She's quirky and she's fun. And also I love how um, Ivana got her role in the movie uh is just being a super fan and she got picked up as uh the actress for that um just because she was such a huge fan of the the magical world but just her character in general she just makes me smile even throughout the latter half of the dark parts of the books and everything she's just there to just kind of lighten everything up and i appreciate her for that all right favorite book first one really yeah okay 
it's the entrance to the world. It's, it is the reason why my love for it is so deep is because that book allowed me to be there. Derek, that reaction tells me you, you, you have a different <laughs> favorite book. I probably would have went with the order of the Phoenix. I really, even though it's the longest one, I really liked that one. And it just sucked me in and I, it, I couldn't put it down. Is the first one Sorcerer's Stone? Yes, or Philosopher's Stone. Okay. Yeah, depending on what... Philosophers in England. Yeah. If yes. you're, If you're... Okay. All right. Favorite Harry Potter movie? Goblet of Fire. I'll watch that one over and over again every day. Is there actually a goblet with fire in it in that movie? Uh, that actually yeah, it's encompassed in yeah. fire. Okay. Encompassed <laughs> in fire. All right. Favorite attraction... Um, I'm going to go outside of the rides and I'm going to say the little shows that they have, like the, the choir and, um, when they have all of the other schools, uh, like from Bo Batten's and, um, and them do their whole little thing and the singing shows. Like, I just liked the shows. I was the person that we were on one part of the park and I would hear it and I'd be like, hurry. And we'd run over so I could see every single show that came through throughout the day. Nice. That's a good answer. Shows rate really highly, and somehow I failed to put that on the uh, agenda for this evening. So well, they're cool shows Excellent. because they have frogs involved. <laughs> singing frogs. And, yeah, singing frogs. I mean, it's not a Warner Brothers singing frog, or is it technically <laughs> a Warner Brothers? These are these are pretty frog. ugly, ugly frogs. Uh, so don't, <laughs> don't tell that to them. <laughs> <laughs> I have the beholder. I have a beholder. All right, favorite Harry Potter snack. Um, I'm going to go with the sherbet lemons or the butterbeer, frozen butterbeer. Good choices. Good choices. All right. And your Harry Potter bucket list. Ugh, so many things. I want to go to the Universal Tour oh, in one London. In London? Oh, yes. I was supposed to go this spring, but some things fell through that we aren't going to be able to go anymore. And I definitely am going to make it happen soon. So that is like the biggest thing is to go to the, um, to the studio tour in London in a soak up the actual things and probably cry lots more <laughs> i i wouldn't expect well you'd be jet lagged and crying i mean so. doug you're flying into london in a handful yes. of weeks we could do we're this. not doing nice the scooting. tour <laughs> but we are so we're staying directly across the street from king's cross so we will go see the old platform Nine and Nine three quarters. Three quarters? You have to take a picture with all the kids holding on because they have yeah, like the, car, the little the, trolley. The trolley. The trolley. And uh, also one of the things that we're going to go through is Linden Hall Market where they filmed several sections of one of the films. I'll double check before we go so I have a better tour guide. Um, and then there's a street where uh, they based not Nocturne Alley but uh, Diagon Alley off of it looks very similar that's where jk rowling hung out and wrote and so we're gonna go there and uh we'll see the storefront for several that were used in the movies so okay so you're the an magic improv YouTube, tour i like it yeah. that's youtube we're gonna hit some sites in london and that are between other sites so be like hey that door is in uh episode four so i'll, I'll know episode four about. okay <laughs> it's a new hope i have hope <laughs> all right well, cool so, i'm glad that you're you're at least touching on we're something. trying i'm trying because yeah. samantha is a huge fan uh, i don't know how many times she's read the books it must be something with people named sam probably love that girl all right and you survived the, the lightning, lightning round. round yay uh, 
Well, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your love for Harry Potter. And hopefully our listeners now have an in-depth love for Harry Potter as well. And right now want to pick up the books or audiobooks and give a listen. Are you going to do that, Doug? movies even start with the movies i am not i do not judge if you are a book or a movie or whatever fan as long as you enjoy something about it i promise i will re-watch one of the movies on the way to london on the airplane how about that we have them all so i could just watch them they're on the file hub they're ready to go so that counts i would say the third movie was the best filmed prisoner azkaban really that's my least favorite i didn't say it's my favorite movie it's just the best filmmaking version of the movie yeah film studies person yes, there you, you go that's that's so. that's me so anyway that is all the time that we have but before we go mrs dr lupa why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on all the things uh you can find me on instagram and twitter and twitch at mrs dr lupo awesome thank you very much and if you are looking to take a magical universal vacation i know i usually say disney i almost messed that up but close michelle mcknight can help you do that she's been to universal studios she knows the harry potter worlds and she can book those as well staying on property Mm -hmm. and everything it is there's a lot more to do than just harry potter being on property is a huge advantage for harry potter because you get that extra hour in the morning to hit one of the attractions before the masses roll in so yeah, and Express Pass is included with certain hotels, but not all the hotels, so it's good to have somebody that knows which hotel has those for you. And that's basically the Fast Pass of Universal, much needed because these attractions, even though they've been out for a little while, still get long lines. And there's other attractions at Universal, Spider-Man, The Mummy, etc. So it is a great trip to take, and if you want to do that, Michelle's email is in the show notes. But that is all the time for us. Sam, thank you again so much. It's been a pleasure. Doug, thank, thank you. you. Always. This has been Rope Drop Radio, Universal Harry Potter style. <laughs>